Okay, so um, I see, you know, you're seated in a variety of positions and um, any of them is, is perfect <coughs> as long as it's perfect for you. Um, and the important thing is that they all be, that you all are um, comfortable, but also that there's a, a, a stability. The main function of the seat, of the, what the legs are doing, is they're supporting the trunk and they're supposed to be supporting your back in a, um, a, as straight a position as you can muster. Uh, given the curvature of your spine. So there are advantages and disadvantages to different types of uh, uh, seats, as they're called. Um, the, I mean, one that I see a lot of people doing is, th is this, and it's probably good because you can sit like this for 35 minutes and your legs won't fall asleep. The, the negative part is um, it, that it might not be completely the most stable because your, your back has this full kind of a full range of motion, you can, you can kind of tilt in any direction. Um, and the straighter your back is, the better. So when you sit like this, there is a tendency to kind of go like this after a while. So you have to watch that. But if you can keep your back straight, that's great. Um, one alternative that's very easy to do and um, also and keeps your back a little bit straighter is the, um, this, this position, which is um, where your legs aren't directly crossed on top of each other and your knees are a little bit further out to the side and this is the way that the uh, Burmese uh, monks sit and um, the advantage is that it's, it's a little bit more more stable and I think it's just just as comfortable so when I'm doing a long retreat and I can't be sitting in a lotus position for five six hours a day um, I find this position to be really um, really useful um, so you can use whatever you want, but you might want to explore that one. Um, and then um, for those who, who have done some yoga and some hip opening exercises, basically, because that's really what you need to do, or if you're double jointed, like I happen to be, um, the, um, the half lotus um, is really good for several reasons. One of them is that you can um, distribute some weight on, on your knees, especially if your, your butt has some loft. Um, and it's good to have your weight evenly distributed. The second thing is that it's, um, as you can see, it's much, it's much more stable than just sitting with your <coughs> legs crossed. But the negative part is that um, it's difficult to maintain for long periods of time. Um, and if you don't have, if it's not comfortable for you when, you're, when you sit in it at the outset, it will be excruciating after, you know, 15, 20 minutes. So it's not a good position to sit in unless you've actually practiced it in yoga um, or other times. And there are various exercises you can do which will help to open your hips. Um, there's various yoga exercises that are designed just to do that. After all, the purpose of yoga is to actually get us so we can sit here and, and do some real work. And that's the only purpose of, of yoga, um, which as it says in the Hatha Pratipika. So, um, and then, if you can sit in full lotus, you know, that's awesome. Go, go for it. Um, I'm not going to demonstrate it here, um, though I have. But um, full lotus is difficult to sit in for most people for more than 20, 25 minutes. So there's, there's little point unless you make it a practice. Um, the advantage is that if you sit in full lotus, you're, you know, really locked in. Your back can't really move at all, and um, your back is nice and straight. So having found a comfortable seat, um, I'd like you first to, before you go further, to just reflect on um, what brought you here, and I'm not referring to 
you know, the city bike or the subway or something. Um, you all came here. It's it's Friday. Presumably, you didn't come here because it was really exciting, because it was a cool, hip thing to do on a Friday. Um, you know, because um, it, it's not a form of entertainment, obviously. So you all have some deeper reason for wanting to meditate. And even if it's just exploring it, even if it's just like wondering what it's like, um, or wondering if you can help relieve stress, no matter what the reason, um, there's some belief that, uh, that meditation can actually help you achieve some kind of result that you're looking for, um, whether temporary or a permanent goal. Um, and not only that, there's something that kind of caused you to be interested in meditation in the first place. There's something that energized you, um, and whether it was something you read, saw, a person you spoke to, um, or just something you noticed that when you were in this, you accidentally got into this state once and it felt really good, no matter what it was, um, you're all here because you have some belief that you're going to benefit in some way from doing this. So what is important, and I guess why a place like this is considered holy, quote, unquote, um, is because it gives you an opportunity to do something which is extraordinary, which the Buddha said uh, is absolutely necessary to make any spiritual progress whatsoever, any serious spiritual progress. We can all try to be good people, but in order to start doing the kind of analysis, that's looking into our own mind, doing the kind of introspection that we have to be able to do, to achieve the goals that he taught, um, we have to do it in a state of, of deep meditation. And as you will find out at some point, a state of deep meditation is very, very radically different than anything that we're sitting in now, in anything we've probably experienced in the past, unless we're experienced meditators. And um, and that is the the goal. That's why um, that's why I'm here trying to do what I'm doing. Um, and hopefully that's why you're all here. Um, and we may not get to that goal today, but the idea is to kind of get us to a point where we can start to experience some of the benefits of, of meditation right away. Um, so we're going to do a breath meditation, but it's kind of an adapted, it's kind of adapted to the Tibetan system um, because of what we'll be doing in the next meditation that, um, that my teacher, uh, Punsakwa, will be teaching um, after I'm finished. So without further ado, I think we'll start that. But I'd like you to kind of keep in mind the, um, the kind of the forces that kind of made you interested, made you want to meditate, and kind of connect with that, that desire, with that, um, with that energy, um, with that, if it's a memory or whatever it is. And Kind of allow that kind of excitement, that kind of energy to, to just fill your body. And note that when you can, if you're able to do this even just to a small extent, rather than make you kind of hyper or make you tense, it tends to do exactly the opposite. Um, and if you have a sense of purpose, a sense of desire, a sense of determination that you're going to take at least one small step towards your goal, today, and if you can feel that, that, sense that energy, that it will actually help your body to relax, and that your body will kind of know what to do on its own. So, so 
So to whatever extent you can, um, hold on to that um, that sense of excitement, that sense of empowerment from that you got when you saw meditation as something that could lead to a, a very desirable goal. And have a sense of confidence that no matter what state you achieve in the next half hour, um, that we're all going to take at least a little step forward, that we're all going to experience something a little bit better than we experienced the last time we tried this. And um, whether it's just breathing a little bit better or being feeling more relaxed, um, you know, or just having a, some slight pleasurable feeling, we're all going to move forward. And as one of my teachers said, you can't, you can't know what it's like to be a Buddha, but you definitely can know what it's like to take that small step forward towards Buddhahood. And just becoming a little bit better at meditation is exactly that. So just shift your attention now. Uh, or first go back to your legs and just see how they feel before you do anything else. And if they're really hurting, if you're feeling some pressure that's starting to get worse, um, any pain, um, consider um, just reorienting them, consider using different cushions, different positions. Um, otherwise, if they're feeling kind of stable and comfortable, then just note the relaxation that you're feeling there. They should start to relax and that um, the energy that I asked you to kind of hold on to should actually help them to feel more relaxed. So just sense that relaxation and be aware of those changes that are occurring in all parts of your body as we do this, as we move on to the other areas. So now we'll move on to the uh, hands, uh, arms, shoulders, and your hands can either be um, one palm on top of the other, and it doesn't really matter which one. In the Tibetan system, it's the right on top of the left, but in uh, other systems, it's the left on top of the right, in Zen, for example. Um, or you can have your um, hands uh, on top of your thigh, down just above your knee, with your thumb and index finger forming a circuit, kind of like this, which is how um, those doing um, asana practice usually sit. Either way is fine. And the arm should be not too close to the body so that it's flush like this and not, not so far away that it would affect your posture. So just what is kind of comfortable for you. Shoulders should be relaxed. If, they're, um, if there's any tension that you feel in your shoulders, you can, you can pull them down kind of like this and hold them there and then just let them sort of spring back up and that will help release tension. And if you're feeling it in any other part of your body, that's one way to, to release it in, in many parts of your body at least. Um, so now just, again, sense the relaxation in your hands, your arms, your shoulders. And we'll move on to the back. Should be naturally straight given whatever 
the natural curvature of your spine is. Um, so it's not important that it be ramrod straight um, for everyone because we're all different. We all have different uh, types of curvature in our spine. But the, the goal is to be able to hold that position comfortably, stably, for the duration of the meditation. So just check your back and make sure it's nice and perpendicular uh, to your trunk. And then turn your attention to your neck and head, and they should be squarely over the back and over the trunk. Um, and make sure you're not leaning to the left or the right. And one way you can tell is um, if you move your head kind of left to right through an arc, um, you should be kind of at the highest point. Um, so you'll notice if you move your head through an arc like this, it kind of, there's a certain point that's the highest point of the arc, and that's the midpoint. And that's where you want to um, remain. Your head, your facial muscles should be relaxed. Um, this is another place where if you have tension, particularly in, in your jaw, as many people do, you can tense it up and hold it there for eight or nine seconds. Um, or you can, even, um, you can even use your fingers to kind of locate any, any knots that you have there. Um, I know I used to have a lot of tension in my jaw. You just kind of feel it and push in and then release after about eight or nine seconds. And that's very effective for releasing tension. The um, mouth, teeth, tongue should be in its natural position with the tongue just above the top row of teeth, resting lightly on the palate. And um, the eyes should be whatever is conducive for you. Uh, some people are more comfortable with their eyes closed. They're very sensitive to any light. And others prefer to have their eyes partially open, and in some cases, uh, totally open. Um, if your eyes are partially or fully open, um, you should be, they should be um, looking down slightly towards the tip of your nose, and you should just let them go completely so they're not focusing on, on any object. So go back and see if there are any uh, difficult areas of your body that still remain, any places where you're not comfortable, and try to work that out. Most important being your, your seat if it's starting to become painful. This will be the last opportunity to change that. So you might want to just, just scan your body and see what needs to be adapted or repositioned. And also try to, again, be very aware of whatever changes are occurring. Um, and from here on, not just in your body, but also in the breath, um, in your mind, anywhere at all. So this getting to meditation involves a transition towards a very deep kind of relaxation. So kind of like being in a boat 
um, being drawn out by the current towards the sea. It's like you kind of want to observe what's going on and encourage it, but without trying to desperately attach to it or force it to happen. But you'll notice at certain times that you start to feel maybe a sense of greater relaxation, or your breath is changing a little bit and getting longer and finer, or you start to feel some kind of energetic or pleasurable phenomenon. And um, when that happens, just be aware of it and just sort of let it happen. Um, just sort of allow it to happen, and even have, even have a kind of a desire for it to continue to happen, but without a clinging to it, without trying to make it happen. It will happen naturally as you relax more. So now, having hopefully taken the body completely out of play, which is the goal of having the right seat, let's just kind of catch ourselves breathing without trying to breathe in any unusual or extraordinary way. In fact, without changing the way we breathe at all. Just continue your normal breath, but start to take a real deep abiding interest in it. And starting sensing the air coming in at the tip of your nose just feel it come in and note that it's a little bit cool as it enters your body and then just follow it and it will kind of maybe it will just kind of get lost somewhere in your body or you'll lose track of it and then at some point it will start to cycle back out and you'll notice it will pass through the same tip of the nose and it'll be slightly warmer so just like a, a child discovering something, a new place for the first time, um, or a new toy, or anything of interest to the child. Just try to see your breath in that way, as something you haven't really examined closely before, as something that's kind of fascinating. And don't worry if you get distracted, um, and if you do, just gently bring yourself back to the breath when you notice it. Don't try to fight distractions at all at this point. Now let's try to increase the level of awareness um, with regard to the breath by, um, as you breathe in, just kind of say to yourself, um, breathing in, be aware that it's the in-breath that's occurring, and then as you breathe out, just be aware that 
you're breathing out. It's a very simple thing, but it helps to deepen the focus on the breath. So that's really your only job right now, is to be aware during the in-breath and be aware during the out-breath, as well as just kind of sensing it as it passes through. find that just a bit further by focusing on one cycle of breath, starting with the out-breath through, through the tip of your nose, and then followed by the in-breath, and with that counting as one cycle, let's uh, count up to 11 cycles of breath. And if you lose track, just go back to number one to start over again. And try to count while you're maintaining that awareness that you're breathing in, breathing out, and also maintaining the sensation of the breath. <coughs> Be aware how the breath has changed, if it has for you. Note whether it's become 
a little bit more refined, a little longer. And also continue to be aware of the changes in your body. Now let's try, first of all, let's try to start to sense the breath just a few inches from the tip of your nose, just before it reaches it, and from that point, and follow it all the way in through the tip of your nose and into your body, and just see how far you can follow it now. Just try to follow it as deep as you can, through the entire cycle if you can. But just start it a couple of inches out from the tip of your nose first, then have it enter, and then have it cycle through your body, and then expelled out through the tip of your nose to a few inches out. Okay, now, and now let's make the breath more substantial, continuing to deepen our focus on it. And we'll make it more substantial by visualizing it as kind of a mist composed of billions or trillions of very tiny particles, uh, starting a few inches from the tip of your nose and then extending all the way into your body. And just imagine that each time you, you breathe in, you're replacing whatever's in your body. You're bringing new um, breath, these new particles, into your body, and you're expelling the old ones. And so however you experience that, um, just allow yourself to do it, experience it naturally. And the only part that you visualize is the, the breath as this mist. The important thing is how you experience that in your body and whatever mental phenomenon you may have that accompany it. So just be aware of that as you're breathing and as you're doing this visualization. And don't try to make anything happen or expect anything at all.
doing it, note whether if these particles tend to have any feeling of being of having an energy to them or a, a luminosity or any any other phenomenon if that is what naturally appears to you. to allow us to even to get even deeper into these breath particles let's visualize that we've cleared out all obstructions from our body so we remove all flesh and blood bones organs everything except the outer layer of skin so we have this entirely hollow, unobstructed body cavity, and we have this breath mist, and imagine that every time you breathe in, you're completely filling your body with this mist, and kind of refreshing your body, and think of the mist as also carrying all the qualities that you want to achieve. Then, as you breathe out, Think of yourself as breathing out a kind of stale breath mist, which contains all of the qualities, negative energies, negative habits, negative emotions, all the things that you want to be rid of. So you're breathing in everything that you want to take up, everything that you want to, to become, the kind of mind that you want to have, the kind of compassion, love, all the positive qualities that you're trying to achieve. And every time you breathe out, you're breathing out all of the hatred, greed, um, negative desires, all the things that you want to be rid of. If you're not already kind of noticing it or seeing it this way, then um, start to see this breath mist as having a kind of energy and luminosity of its own. And just whatever you experience naturally, but just think of it as having some quality of being luminous and a quality of having a type of energy. And we'll do this for a few minutes.
just the last thing I'll say is, oh, and over time, you're bringing in this kind of brightly luminous breathness, and you're breathing out a duller uh, kind of mist, which is less luminous, darker. And over time, see if this starts to equalize as you've brought in all the positive qualities, and as you've already start to expel all of the, the negative qualities. So at some point, it should equalize. And the out-breath should be the same as the in-breath. But take your time with this. When it feels right, then it will start to equalize by itself. Also, when you expel the breath, to push it out beyond your nose at least a few inches. Now you can drop the focus on the breath completely and just, just see your body filled with this bright, bright liquid kind of light. And see yourself as having no further need for your gross layer of skin, so just allow it to kind of disappear so that you're left with a body entirely made of light and just experience this for a while and note how it feels different from your ordinary body note the differences
thinking of this body as a body that has removed all traces of negativity, all suffering, a body that has only the qualities that we all aspire to, then thinking of it in that way as a body also that is radiating out this this energy. I think of this energy as having the ability to help other beings to do the same thing that you just did. So see around you as many actual beings as you can imagine, um, starting with people that you actually know and those that are close to you, those that you love, and see their faces too. Don't just make this an abstract exercise. Um, particular faces uh, of anyone that you know who's going through a difficult time, anyone who's, who's old, sick, who's suffering in some way, and just try to fill the entire space in front and around you with as many beings as you can imagine. And then see the light in your body radiate out and see it enter every single being around you. See their suffering as represented by dark clouds or dark strings or dark masses in their body. And when this light hits these dark areas, there's an explosion all the darkness is destroyed and they're completely filled with the same light that you're filled with and they all become just like you. So imagine now that all these rays have penetrated every single being and all the beings are glowing exactly like you are and radiating the same light that you are and that the universe is just filled with this intense light and then just draw all the light in the universe back into yourself and just experience how that feels again of some being, beings that are, that are suffering, that are not experiencing this bliss, this pleasure that you are right now, and wish that they could experience the same feeling that you are. And then dedicate the merit from this meditation to eventually achieving the ability to do just that, to, to help them experience the end of suffering, to experience a body that is completely at peace, happy, and blissful. And you can start to deepen your breath a little, 
and then kind of start to re-experience your flesh and blood body starting from the top of your head and working your way down. Just allow it to come back in. And then, whenever you're ready, you can uncross your legs and relax for a few minutes. And we'll be starting the next meditation in, in a couple of minutes. Thank you all very much.